2: what which this that or the other from bonnaroo to coachella traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky that's where we come in with high fives for everyone
1: the what podcast with brad barry lord taco dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in brooklyn where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami.
3: Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born.
1: Lord
2: Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at whatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies
4: journey through the
0: stories that define the artists playing bonnaroo who are they what are they what will you see the what which bands this year that matter with brad steiner and barry quarter
2: a barry quarter i would call this a quartery is this a quartery uh a click for sure. A quartery, maybe perhaps. You're the writer. You're the
1: smart guy, Dad. Uh it's it's an event. I'm gonna go with that. I don't know.
2: I come up with the word quartery, and you come up with
1: event. I'm not even sure what that means.
2: It is a a group of like-minded folk. Oh, nice.
1: You yeah. mean like all all y'all here? All yuns here.
2: All the that's Barry Quarter. I'm Brad Steiner. There's Lord Taco uh, down there at the bottom. Uh, we've got underage kids that have shown up. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, what has happened, Barry?
2: We've got children that have snuck into Lord Taco's bus.
1: Yeah. No, you did. That's good, Quartery. That's a good. I'm going to use that in a in a sentence in a story this week. You just, um, you just Google searched it, didn't you? No. I'm 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 proud proud that you know what that means. You Google searched it. <laughs>
2: Uh, Parker, uh, from the Ruham cast and then uh podcast and then, um, Jake, his son is here. (laughs) And, uh, what I love about the, the fact that, uh, Parker, of course you're, you're living where, by the way, where do you live in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, your bus looks great.
0: Yeah, I actually, I remodeled it to look like Russ's.
2: Nice, good work. It's, yeah. yeah, it's strange. You and Barry and me and Jake, and Jake are all in the same Weird, because Jake, Jake just looked Jake just... like he teleported. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. You look like you were just in a Goodwill. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> where where yeah, are you living? G- uh, that can't be uh, Mom's house.
5: Oh, no, it can't. It's, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm up in Minneapolis.
2: Okay, well, thanks for cleaning the <laughs> I, house. I
5: think you might be severely underestimating my age. I loved it.
2: Okay, Give <laughs> your guess. Uh, we're, not Enjoy a while <laughs> last night. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, then, right. then, Go
1: with
2: then it. The, the sweet, sultry sounds of the... Uh... Now, if there's anybody that in my world has more of a, uh, a... Let's put it this way. You guys love buses. We've got three <laughs> people on this call that just absolutely love buses. Uh, Daniel and Charlotte from the Rue Bus... Uh, let's see. Can we take a tour of the bus? I've actually never been in. Can I can uh, swing yes. the camera around?
4: Absolutely you can. Uh, let's see if we can figure this out real quick. I'm not yeah. tethered. Alright, so Sharla and I are at one of the front tables in here. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. here is uh, Dash. You can see the wheel behind me.
2: Yeah. And
4: uh, let see if we can get up here. Oh, oh here we go. It's okay. We brought uh, dinner in here tonight. The bus... <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. We were eating yeah, a little you, bit before we started recording, so my apologies.
2: Well, you're in it, Alabama. Did you catch yeah. it in the yard? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm coming back here. Okay, the connection it's, stays. Yeah, so coming in the back, back here, and this is where uh, there's a king size bed and two twin beds that double as a couch. How,
2: how just many have times to get the tour? You okay, so here's the deal. Lord Taco stays in his bus maybe three times a week. How often do you guys stay in your bus?
4: Not that often. Really? Uh, in fact, during the off-season, I'm out here maybe once a week. We take the bus, obviously, to Bonnaroo every June, but we go camping a couple of times, you know, in yeah. a normal year that isn't consumed with the Rona. Um, we do a couple of fun things here in Huntsville where we take it to, like, uh, drive-in concerts and different—wherever I can take it and make a scene. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, at least once a month,
2: it feels like. Now, you guys crammed into Lord Taco's bus and moved him out. Uh, what happened to Russ?
1: I'm gonna guess we got another little potty break. He's good for doing <laughs> these things. Uh he's a his PBR. Magic. Yeah, well.
2: see, what's crazy is uh, you're like, hey, I wonder where Russ has gone, and then you look down and hey. he's got seven empty PBRs. <laughs> and uh, oh, I probably figure
1: out where they're. And he's back. He's I always
2: right.
4: so from you guys. It always feels like I hear at least like four cans crack.
2: Yeah, they're all tacos. Every single one of those Lord tacos. Uh, Barry, what's the uh, what's on the the
1: the docket for tonight? What do we what do we got well, going I on? Well, I think it's interesting to point out all the people on this are, have had podcasts. That's part of why we're connected. The buses, obviously, the Rue bus and Russ with the bus. But my big, we're we're gonna. What do you have in your hand? What Parker is that? and Jake were. Uh, Pretty great to send us all cans of hams, right? A, a canned ham, like on Canned ham. got a canned ham. Got a canned ham. Showed hams? up on my not porch. <laughs> showed uh, up on my porch, and uh, so I think we're going to uh, sample this. Yeah. Uh,
2: I got a, I got a hams too, and here's uh, what I, I just guessed. Uh, it's not going to taste any differently from when it was in the fridge to when it was on my porch. <laughs> Uh, i don't think there's gonna be any uh, difference between the I two know.
4: i gotta say that's this false. is gonna be the first time that charlotte and i have ever had this parkerson is this thank you so much by the way i yeah, was as soon as yeah. i saw your name and that it was from iowa i was like oh my god i know what this is yeah. I just well, started laughing right so i
0: packaged it and then i went to the post office and i handed it off to the woman behind the counter and i said
4: with your life <laughs> get These <to> Alabama. <laughs> Technically, you committed a felony for Alabama because you're yeah. not supposed to be able to ship alcohol. Yeah, well, we, yeah, he was not,
2: also holding a knife. We had oh, alcohol in his hands. What? Well, <laughs> it's the I same don't... law.
0: It's the same law here, actually. So yeah, yeah. Parker yeah. literally texted but
5: can you just me and that was part like, "Part out." <laughs> yeah, we'll take that part out. Wait,
3: there's you know, alcohol in this?
2: <laughs> yeah the the weird thing, Barry, uh, is that you know usually when I get packages from Iowa, it's just weed. Uh, this yeah. time it's it's uh, a premium beer, which is unfortunate. It's not an award winner. Uh, Lord Taco, please explain <laughs> the difference between a PBR and a Hams. Well, the PBR won a blue ribbon.
3: Gosh. Oh, <laughs> showing Lord that right. <laughs>
2: What
3: what award did Hams win again?
0: Uh, the Ruham stamp of approval. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good, only okay. slightly biased. So,
1: Charlotte, are you gonna sample? I know you're. Uh, this is you're part of a thirty day cleanse, right? Are you gonna?
3: Oh, I've hit the thirty days.
1: Uh, well oh, done! Wow. Perfect. What, what a way to celebrate! All right, here <laughs> you go. Yeah.
3: What
1: a yeah. way to come off the wagon. Yeah, you might go right back on. Here. Yeah, is it
2: time? Are we opening? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta slow this thing down here for a second. Uh, first, first off, Barry Quarter, um, you know, you've got, uh, you've got, you've got a podcast. With us, you've got the Ruham podcast. You've got the Rubus podcast. I don't like this because I feel like all of our listeners are in one place.
1: Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna actually listen to the show? It's very possible. It's pretty incestuous, isn't it? All right,
4: let's. Because <laughs> I'm usually listening to you guys when I'm running in our neighborhood, so I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I can talk back to them now.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, answer, answer away. But here we go. All right, Open so this
2: all is right. by the way. So, if a uh, show of hands, so how many times have you actually had a ham? Anybody, the first time, hams drinker from the Rue first Ham? Time. Oh, of all all had, of I've us, had, except
1: for no, yeah, I've had hams. Kids. All right, <laughs> I, I mean, I...
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, let's just, just try it, let's just give it a go. Right. but does this need to be in like a special glassware? Uh, does it need a very Whatever. special glass? Yeah, the
5: most expensive glass you got. Okay. Oh, okay. Charlotte, show
4: them your special glass.
5: This I actually, have the, the 1982
1: yeah. World's Fair glass. Nice, okay. Knoxville. It will only
2: increase the flavor. The beer is gonna taste like 1982. So. Can <laughs> <Isn't laughs> I? <first? laughs> That's a good year. Can I use my Bonnaroo?
1: Glass? I almost wonder, Parker Absolutely. and Jake, if you guys should, uh, you know, give us the whole what? What should we anticipate? What are we, what sure. are we notes? Are we yeah, looking at? Brad's notes a big. Is what I'm looking at. Pat, yeah. Brad's a big beer snob, so you we need to I go, would go ahead.
5: Yeah, I'd give the deep smell first. Um, when it hits your tongue, just kind of let it sit in there for a little bit. switch <laughs> okay. back and forth, and uh, gotcha. yeah. Think about the think about the north and
2: this is like everything the, that goes with it. It's like the first time I was with a girl. She said the same thing. <laughs>
5: you're, you're gonna remember this just as well, I promise.
2: The
4: parker <laughs> Jake, can you guys explain this a little bit? Like what is the significance? Is it something that's just regional up there in the in the Midwest or what?
5: Yeah. Uh Hams is I'm mm. I'm pretty sure it started in Wisconsin and then it got bought out by a Minnesota-based brewery because at least where I live downtown, you can go to a there's a Ham statue, and like a dedicated square. I'm not kidding yeah. to hams uh, where their mascot is. Uh, Sasha, Sasha, yeah, and well,
2: uh, <laughs> I'll go around the, the uh, go around the room here to see uh, everybody's first impression of the hams. Mine is uh, tastes a little like COVID. <laughs> if well, COVID blasphemy,
5: flavor, blasphemy. I have a feeling this
1: is what it tastes like. Barry Quarter, your um, ham's
2: experience
1: tasted pretty much like what I expected. Tasted like uh, PBR and uh, some of the other, uh, um, what would you call them? Uh, American beers that uh, I grew up with. Okay. Yeah. Taco, Definitely. what
2: I've noticed what Lord Taco's doing, the man who loves PBR more than anything in the world, he's going from hams to PBR back and forth. He's washing his palate off. I think Russ is already done with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, oh <my laughs> gosh. Before we wow, go, hang on a second. Before we get to Taco, he's going to have to be the the hardest one to, to sway. Uh, Charlotte, Daniel, what do you think? You first, bud. It tastes
5: like a, a natty, but better.
2: <laughs> oh, that's high praise, praise honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's
5: you know you
2: could have stopped the sentence at natty like. Uh, you didn't really <laughs> oh, have to go any further. than that. It's better
4: than a natty. oh well, yeah, natty. better. I feel like I should be sitting in a pool hall somewhere in Minnesota drinking this. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's fair, good that's good fair. vibes. I, I it's I like a
0: premium it's like a premium
4: natty.
2: Yeah. How do you guys drink this? I'm already built.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, last year we actually drank more of the ham special light, which is a
5: yeah. rare special light. You can blow through yeah. those a little faster.
2: Yeah. <laughs> ham special lights. Is that <laughs> like a PBR Easy? They make a it's, light burn. It's like PBR Easy, but it's special. Here we go. The, uh, the drum roll for Lord Taco's official review of the hams. First time ham drinker Russ Jackson. Can't wait to... Oh, special glass. It's good. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> alright. Um,
5: that's a glowing review from him. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I, I expected him it really to kind is. of... Yeah, like, this is a, a little, little, little
3: a more of a metallic taste than PBR. Than PBR. Um, but You're drinking out
2: of a metal glass. A oh, metal cup. That's why.
3: That's true. I am drinking it out of the bonnaroo glass
2: uh, that's where it's but, meant to be but I, you know assume, i took though. some
3: sips out of the can too
2: all right here's the deal as a as an avid beer drinker um i will give you guys a lot of credit it's, first off you guys are insane for loving a you know a, a lager so much it's nuts how you guys just <laughs> you and taco you guys are all the same type you know it's all this who loves brands this much you're as bad as golfers you know you know how golfers <laughs> have to have the logos everywhere? That's what you guys are. That's what the, uh, nobody's paying you. Take the brands off.
5: Hey, we, uh, we technically have gotten merch, though. We got an entire merch package sent by Hams yeah, last year. We so, were. I mean, that's no kidding. That's about it's as good a sponsorship as you're going to get. Yeah,
2: That is pretty good. All right. Um, I'm going to start talking about banks. Uh, if that's the case, yeah. I'm going to start talking about banks over <laughs> yeah, and over right. and over. So, look, as an avid beer drinker, I'm gonna say that it is uh, very much like you guys do. It's crushable. It's very nice. I feel oh, as though it's it crushable need to, right. It needs to be much colder. <laughs> um, it's just a tad too sweet for me. You know, it's just a tad too sweet. All right. And I gotta Express. be real. I've,
0: ne- I've never. And here's what I appreciate about this: is I've never put that much thought into what I'm drinking right right now. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> I think that we identified well, the well, problem.
0: I think. I think that's also the. Um, the appeal is that... I don't know where I'm going. Is Jake you have don't advice. have
1: to like it. You're right. Quantity. Quantity. See, we should point out, so Brad, like I said, is a beer snob. He drinks the craft beers and, you know. Russ would, will drink nothing if he can't get his PBR. <laughs> Right, I mean, if they don't have it at the bar yeah. that I've been there with I him, mean, he won't uh, drink it. He'll drink water. Okay, no, I
4: try some craft stuff when he met us at the the Speakeasy Roo a couple of months ago.
2: I'm surprised. That is
3: true, um, and I think um, uh, Kyle know, brought brought a, a craft beer that he wanted yeah. me to try. The only I tried way
2: it. I buy that. The only way I buy that. No, no, I know Taco very well. The only way I know I buy that is if he was
1: absolutely shit hammered. Oh, he yes. was sober.
4: No, <laughs> I got him to try one from Huntsville. And he he liked
1: it. Did he do it just like <laughs> he I did Was then? He had the well, he had the PBR in the one hand so we could wash it. <laughs> no, he was
4: monogamous.
1: <laughs> wow, he stuck to it. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. Um, so uh, just go around uh, here
2: for a second. Uh, we know the story behind uh, Rubus, but why the love of the hams, and then how in the world do you fit that into your love of Bonnaroo, kids? How does that work?
0: Well so what's kind of ironic is that Hams was brought into my life described as the worst um the worst beer ever from a friend of mine from school. And then Jake just happened to know about Hams as well when we became friends and um I th- was it the only beer that we had in our trunk?
5: Jake- yeah, we didn't we didn't know we didn't know how much <laughs>
1: <laughs> cuz it was left there when you it, bought the car. Yeah. It All great love stories start with <laughs> she stuck in the trunk. <laughs>
5: It wasn't the only alcohol. Yeah, we didn't know how much to bring, or at least I didn't, because it was my first year Bonaroo, and so I was going for kind of a quantity over quality thing. Now I know it's more of a quality thing, but at the time, oh. quantity, yeah, quantity over quality. And so I brought a bunch of hams, and I think Parker brought like lining kugels or something. And so we get we we Just get to, get to right, we get to <laughs> and he's like, "What the hell is hams?" And I was like, "I don't know," you know. No, it's I like, knew what hams was. or well you were like it was weird why i would bring it and i was like oh it was like 10 bucks and you're like oh yeah makes sense um
2: (laughs) but would you ever like uh dabble with something along the same lines as something like a beer 30 have you ever heard of the beer 30 no no blasts yeah it's or uh an iron city or are you uh, describing shitty beers right now I'm, oh, in, in your world, they are A plus. <laughs> so in your world, they are the top shelf, pal. Uh, Walgreens
3: has a beer called uh, Big Flats,
2: I think. Yeah, I think yeah Kroger's
1: this. Kroger's used to have a cost cutter beer. You could get a case for eight dollars.
2: I think it's just everybody's sitcom dad beer. It Just says beer on the side. Beer. I yeah. don't know if it's actually Duff even a
1: duck beer. Duff Duff beer. beer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so you guys,
2: you you guys had a friendship, and you com- you combined your your love of hams into a Bonnaroo trip,
0: well, kind of how it like what what really cemented it into the Bonnaroo lore for us was that we accidentally left it out in the sun, and it was the only beer we had at one point, and it was hot as shit, and so that was the only, and you know we're and then tired. It
2: morphed into a baby <laughs> it survived
0: our yeah. first son, so that's how it kind of our first son, <laughs> but. Yeah, so they're actually so we joke that they're meant to be baked in the sun. In someone's <laughs> card, I wrote,
2: "Buddy, yes. put this baked. in the
1: oven. It's going to taste." Good. Yeah, yeah. It hadn't been out long enough. Leave it alone. Yeah.
2: Wow. It needs to age in the sun. It needs. <laughs> it's only, like, it's like needs a fine wine. Yeah, sure. Uh, have you
4: guys and so, ever brought any of these to the Red River Exchange? I
2: think I They would have did. laughed at us
4: there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, what we learned is that they only want IPAs
2: there.
5: It's yeah, we, we, we bought brought one kind and nobody wanted it, so we ended up having to just give it all away basically at the end because no one wanted to take our. Can I talk about this beer off. exchange
2: for a second? Although I love the idea, um, it is it is uh, not like any beer exchange I I could ever wrap my head around because you're just it's just a free for all, um, you know. Y- you find somebody that has something good, they're not giving it up. And there's always a guy that's walking around, you know, with, you know, ha- giant sacks of beer that he pulled out of the, the thing. How would you manage getting something good from that from you, that exchange without, you know, well, I mean, I'm not trading it, stuff, but I'm getting, you know, a sweet yeah. water 420 after the whole thing? Yeah. It's, so it's kind of
0: crazy that people are able to like game that system now. It's been along for so long. Like they know yeah. how to.
5: Yeah. They know how the to rig year, it for themselves. The year we went Sours were the commodity. Everybody wanted sours. So yeah. if you had like a nice IPA you could trade for a sour but unless you had get anything else and you're basically getting a logger at that point.
2: Yeah, I uh man, I you got to you got to really got to I when I walked in, I brought my stuff and I just dumped everything in thinking that it was, you know, something different. I lost all of my beers that way. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing to trade. So I had to walk around like, can I just have something just to hand around?
4: The trick is you got to go right when it begins. It becomes like the Hunger Games because everybody puts everything into these little kiddie pools. Everybody jumps in trying to get what they're looking for. And yeah, I'm the guy that's looking for the sour. So yeah.
2: And Reduru does this, right? Redaroo does this yeah who does this
4: Yep. yeah it's camp red Roo. Um, honestly i was just talking with mitchell the other day one of the guys that helps put that on i feel like it's probably the best uh fan run event in the campgrounds it has grown like tremendously they've had djs and bands play it they should just put it on the official schedule oh
1: yeah we were blown away when we went it was, yeah, it was huge
3: it was it was much bigger you, than we thought
1: i can't you, think of anything daniel that i mean you guys have done similar with your shows that you've done, Wednesday night and all. I mean, the, those are probably two of the bigger fan-based they, things that I can think of. Let me yes, put so it this I'll, way. I'll they, had,
2: they had a hidden bar.
1: That
3: was amazing. Uh, yes, ball. they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. The monkey bar, yep.
2: That is a win for me. A bar that's totally hidden that had a bartender. Uh, that Dave, is that's Dave. Dave yeah. 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 That's pretty good. That's Dave, Dave made me a special- drink.
4: They make special drinks for Bon Roo. I think one of them last year was the Manchester Mule. I don't know what was in it, but it did it for me.
3: I think I had one of those.
4: Because I don't <laughs> they, remember
3: much after having it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
2: That's how you they, get taco to experiment with things. I yeah. think I had that once. <laughs> I have <laughs>
1: So they, yeah, the, the Manchester Mule and, and then our friends repeat, repeat, didn't they create a beer or the yeah. brewery out of Atlanta? Pontoon Brewing. Pontoon, yeah. 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 I mean, it's amazing what's grown out of this whole thing.
4: Red Root had their own beer with Pontoon, too. Uh, actually, I think I've got the label back here somewhere. We made a magnet out of it. Yeah. They partnered with them, and it was a sour in... I'm not kidding. I'm not saying this because, you know, my buddies had a hand in it, but it is the best sour I've ever had. Pontoon out of Alpharetta, I think, they're legit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yes, yeah, North Atlanta. Um, when, uh, what about your event, Daniel, Charlotte? What do you guys usually try to uh, put together? And when are you usually, you know, make it like, for instance, if you're going to have it this year, were you going to, how long do you have to, to start planning this thing out?
4: Well, um, Two years ago is when we had the repeat, repeat show uh, next to the bus. And I, on top of the bus a little bit because Jared scared the crap out of me and ran on top of this thing <laughs> while he was doing a guitar solo. I don't know how he didn't break his neck. Um, we were going to do a thing last year where we were going to have DJs. And I guess I can let this slip now since it fell through and it, you know because of the traffic and everything. Terrible Paul McCartney going to come by. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, I know. And then this year... Uh, of course, that didn't happen. We I'll were. Say, starting who you,
2: who to did you say with, you were uh, going to have? By the way, I'm sorry, I stepped all over that. What did you say you were going to have?
4: Last year, we were within spitting distance of having Cherub come out to the bus. Okay. But I mean, it's Bonnaroo. Cherub is going to be playing a bank of porta <laughs> Yeah, they
2: They're- couldn't get off of their shift of Taco Bell uh, to <laughs> make that happen. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, don't give them a hard time. They're such good guys. Um, but this year, we did have some plans. Uh, we were able to talk with our mutual friend. Uh, jeff up at ac and we were potentially going to have the bus out at the new group camp thing mm. and we were basically going to have like fraternity row of like all the big bonner groups so like mm. potentially you know red roo and everybody would have been in this new group <clears throat> area that was going to be moved a little bit so it would have been them uh camp trying to go to bed who does the roo shoot stuff uh lindsey and celia from roof fitness a bunch of other places would have been in the same place and we would have used the new Group plaza barn or tent as kind of like the main hub for all these events. So, what we're going to do. But if
2: you're somebody that that has been in the same spot every year, you don't worry about that being picked up and put to a completely new new spot. Well, that doesn't worry you. uh, You should talk
4: with one of the group camp uh, people about that. Some of them were a little upset about it because they had been in the same spots for years. You know, they had their shade picked out and everything, kind of like you guys do in the back, you know. Um, So, they were a little miffed about that, but. This is just me speaking for myself. I wasn't that worried about yeah. it because it would have been that, you know, pretty much an equal walk anyway. God, I mean, right. We, we were going to
0: jump in. Bitching. We were going to jump into group this yeah, year. Yeah, you so would it was, it was exciting for us. Uh, <laughs> it was exciting <laughs> for us, but obviously this has been a first time, so we have no clout in the
2: Yeah, group. so where do you guys – where are you guys usually set up? <sighs> in in GA? In GAA,
0: yeah. Real GA. Well, yep.
2: I know that, but, like, do you, you, you don't have, a, like, a, a group camping thing? Uh, what was your this- pod last year?
0: We were in two last year. Uh, we we technically had an event that had zero attendees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody does. I'm gonna guess it was the uh, hams. hams. Yeah.
5: Well, it was the hams. <laughs> we we it was, technically yeah. we we had a giveaway. Someone did win it. Uh, someone did win it, but. The person I tried to get in contact with them like three or four times during the you weekend. You say they
2: won it, but really, did they?
5: No, they were because <laughs> it was off. It was off they in.
2: You just
1: didn't off. want to carry it the, back the, home. The
5: guy messaged me several times wanting to get his prize, and we literally couldn't meet because he wanted to meet at the Childish Cambino pit. And I told him, you oh, know, that's not going to happen or not. But do you call uh, this <laughs>
1: winning? Sorry, you
5: outside. outside. This outside it. it was merch. <laughs> yeah. It was a hat. It was a hat oh, and a pin yeah. plus beer. So, I mean, that's, yeah. it, you it, can't get much better than that.
0: To his credit, it is hard to say. We're in Pod Two. You walk past the building. You find the trash can. You take not a left. It. Yeah, no took it
1: took us. It took us forty-five minutes to find the beer exchange. And right. we were in a cart. And we had our and cart. Had a golf cart.
4: <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, is like the the group area is not that far out. In the like you guys went like a third of the way. I did the um, the five K run twice over the years, and yeah, I can talk about that later. But I did not believe how far back the camps go. Like the walk to the group area is nothing compared to like the walk to where like that church building is over there across Bushy branch. It's
2: insane. Yeah. So I do know how long that walk is because the, the story that I don't know if we've ever told on the air, uh, Barry, but, uh, my very first ever Bonnaroo was the worst weekend of my entire uh, life, period. I mean, uh, beaten as a child, um, left by his father, alone. It didn't matter how bad my childhood would was or my future would be. The worst weekend of my life was Bonnaroo. And um, I, uh, I got there, and me and my buddy, his name is Dude, uh, we got dude, and, and yeah, we we got there on a Friday. I'll never forget. We drove in and we saw Dave Matthews playing as we drove. Yeah, hey, look at you. At the time, you could see the stage as you drove in because you're driving driving on the main road. So, oh look, there's Dave Matthews. We saw it on the screen, and so um, we just keep driving as we turn left. I can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it. Can't see it. Now it's totally gone. We are so far uh, up again. I mean, there. I don't know if it's there anymore, but up against the Woods line, right? All the way out in that back 40 area, right? So, first off, my first experience was walking in, which was a 45-minute walk. Um, At the time, and I don't know if this is still the deal, but Shakedown Street was a real, real thing. And it was not just what you think. There was a dude selling a dryer door. (laughs) I mean, it, it was as m- a madhouse of you uh, as you could ever. Is it still
3: there? I need one.
2: Anything. <laughs> you
3: what brand? In yeah. color and color.
2: Use coffee filters. <laughs> it was everything that you like. These guys were just like begging for a dollar. Anyway, so we get in. It was miserably hot. It was awful. And then the torrential downpour hits, uh, and we're we should, soaking wet. set up.
1: You're, you're, so you're carrying your hair product, your giant mirror. Yeah. And, and, all and at the same it, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And this is. Oh, I just want to set the stage here. So. I mean, this is. Yeah, I was
2: even more of a diva then. Uh, so this is year two. Was this year two or three, Barry? I can't remember. Uh, Dave Matthews and friends is D. Your two or three. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, so so we get back by the second day, we're miserable, absolutely miserable. We're so mad. The first night though, because we're parked so far out there, Daniel, and we have no idea how to get back. There's no signs at this point. There's no lights. You have to literally just mark cars and hope to God you can remember it <laughs> by the, end of the evening. So if you took one wrong turn, you were gone for probably half an hour. Walking. Did people have
4: giant camp flags at that time. No. Oh man.
1: No, they didn't. No, I this was this the, was the Wild Wild West, man. This was They've the had Wild the balloons Wild West. In, you know, the camp balloons. None of that happened. So nowadays, so,
4: it's easy. You can be like, oh, go turn next to the alien holding a dildo, and you're right there. No.
1: So, so oh, he,
2: I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. That was ours, awesome,
0: actually. <laughs> that was ours. Awesome.
2: I can still feel his beard. So you take, a, you take a wrong turn, and all of a sudden, I'm we're now walking 20 minutes down, down this path. And. On the right, we walk up to a car on fire. <laughs> on the left, there is a giant bus-like thing and someone peeing off the side. And a woman, whose butt-ass naked, runs straight to me, grabs me by the throat, slinkies down my body, screaming, LSD! I, I kick her off of my leg, as she's now holding my ankle, and we just <laughs> fucking bolt. Double back where we came from, thinking that we made the wrong turn. We finally get back to camp, and that's when we lose it. We are panicked. We've got to get the hell out of here. So the rain just starts pouring down on us, pouring down and pouring down. And we're trying. We are 20 yards away from the exit, and we just can't wait to get out of this hellhole that is this disaster of a, of a experience, and our car gets stuck. So we can't get the car out. And we're stuck there for the rest of the night. So we sleep in the car until the morning of. There's this redneck kid driving up and down the road who's pulling people out of their cars at $20 a pop. We literally get the car pulled out, and we race. And at the point, my buddy dude, and I hate saying this, he was driving over campsites. He was so (laughs) mad and wanted to get out. He was driving over tents. I'm like, dude, you just broke. I think you might have ran over a person. I don't care. It was (laughs) the worst experience i've ever had and that was what got me uh so sour on the idea of ga and why i never ever ever went back it was that walk that you talked about that i never wanted to ever experience again i couldn't do it it took two years to get me back i think you should
0: i think you should write a screenplay you might be able to sell the film rights to that (laughs) uh
2: yeah it's called Castaway. You know, you're uh, you feel <laughs> yeah. like oh, you're all alone on an island. It is uh have you ever watched the movie <laughs> Falling Down with Michael Douglas? Or oh, yes. Yeah. Was... Yes. <laughs> was guard, was house. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah.
1: But so it gets to you're the exception though. You did go back. Everyone we've talked to on this show, we talk about. We've all had these.
2: I know that, but I went back because what the guy told me, my my contact at the at the, the festival, he told me, you went through the wrong entrance. I had the wrong campsite. I had the wrong credential. I had everything wrong, and I accidentally camped in the wrong spot. I was supposed to be, you know, where we are now, and never had these problems. But because I did. I made a, We made a wrong turn. It soured me for three years. And it took, it took the wife to, to bring me back. It, it took the wife and Death Cab for Cutie to bring me back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, I got to tell you, some people are still having these kinds of experiences. I mean, I've seen people doing some crazy things that I won't necessarily mention on the podcast. But like, okay, so the rain and the mud, I have seen that kind of thing happen two times in recent years. I think it was 2017. It rained on Sunday really bad. And out there in the general emission RV section, people were basically going mud bogging in front of us. Like so many people were leaving in their RVs, it had made like a giant rut that had to be like a dozen feet deep. Now I don't know how in the world that they got all that, except people were uh, coming by on tractors, and I think yeah. making some devious deals to get them out. Yeah. And it was last year; it rained on the day coming in, and I heard horror stories. Of that. People that were stuck out on the highway for like. Over 12 hours
1: yeah. during that Wednesday night.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, five, look, I, we uh, we we talk a lot about, you know, our blessed Bonnaroo uh, lifestyle. But, you know, the the year that will go unnamed and unmentioned is the reason why I, I, I feel so much compassion for the people that have to do this. Um, and do it with a smile on their face, and do it with so much happiness, and can still bring themselves to, you know, stand for, you know, some shitty band like Rich Brian or something. <laughs> you know, it's something like that is unbelievable to me. And and they're the people that I find much more, um, much more tied to Bonnaroo than me. Uh, these guys you know, are it, the.
1: The yeah, not well, nice. that's what I want to ask, and, and, and I want to—I'll ask Charla, I guess. Is—is is Daniel always this positive?
4: Oh, twenty-four-seven. <laughs> I think I know her with it.
1: <laughs> I mean, the—you know—I've said it before. I just think you know your Bonnaroo attitude is—is is so on the money that—that's why I think people enjoy listening to the podcast or whatever. But. You just seem to get it. Were you that way before you always that way? And
4: no. Um, in fact, I'll be transparent. I'm, um, like around a year, year and a half ago, I was like kind of in a rut, you know, a depression or whatever. But then, you know, that was a while after we had had the bus and like something clicked in my head. I was like, you know what? I haven't been practicing what I'm preaching. And then I figured that like, I had to like kind of have more of like the radiate positivity mindset, like Mm -hmm. all day, every day. And I've been feeling great for the past year.
1: I mean, same with, like, Parker and Jake. And I think it's all of us. The fact that we didn't have a boneroo this year. And we're still doing podcasts. We're still talking about this thing. Well, yeah, but Barry, girl. you kick right. your puppy. Yeah, well, yeah, when you know, when the cameras are off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of like, you know, I guess all of us in this chat. It's like, you know, you put so much uh, you know some amount of effort into something and then it's just like it's just taken
2: away yeah. it's like the bottom drops out from what you do yeah. i mean yeah you know when you um how about this when when you got the news uh that it wasn't going to happen um were you as worried about covid as you should have been or did the bonnaroo thing sort of snap you into reality because i distinctly remember a moment that i got pulled into reality and and figured out that this thing was a much bigger problem than than anybody or at least i had let on to Believe right, I'll never forget a conversation me and Barry had early on. I was like, I oh, don't know, this is not it, it's the summer, it'll be fine. Hangout will happen, they've got all this time to make this work. Uh, I was such a denier, and then something specifically happened that shook me, and I was like, oh my god, this is not going to happen for another year and a half. Um, I wonder if there was like realist, like bonnaroo realism that hit and uh, shook people to their core.
5: Yeah, it's, I mean. I remember back in like March um, Parker has a friend who um, he's a journalist down in Tennessee and he reached out to us just talking about once Bonnaroo was canceled kind of our thoughts on it and I remember thinking that oh you know it wasn't a big deal like even if it got delayed a couple months I'd probably still go I think it kind of depends on where you live at least up in Minnesota cases were still pretty limited and the spread really wasn't as bad and so You know, that's the only perspective I have. And so I thought, you know, I can't it's going to get better probably by July or sorry, not by July, by the end of the year. And then, yeah, I mean, as you know, as I had to work from home and, you know, I'm sure as cases grew in Iowa with Parker. uh, Yeah, we both realized that like there's there's no way that this can happen. And even if it were to happen in September, I just don't know if the constant stress <laughs> and anxiety of thinking about COVID would really make it a fun event to be at.
2: Yeah, and Barry asks us all the time: Would you actually go if you if if it was if it was held in September? Yeah. Like if, if things a bit of this. That was the question you asked the other day. Um, if there is a vaccine, would you go? If there is a, like if it was still in June. We're still do- dealing with what we have to deal with. Would you take the vaccine and go, or would you experience it in a bubble, or would you experience it in a drive-in? Would you experience, would you experience it any other way than you have in the past?
5: Yeah, I. It's tough because I really value the whole camping experience, and so for me, if it was anything less than that, you know, like you just mentioned, a drive-through, I, I would almost rather not have it and just wait till next year to have a full experience. Um, If you're asking me if I would go just in general, I mean, if if there were measures in place that made sense and, you know, I mean, a vaccine would make a huge difference, I think, in my mind. Um, But if there was no vaccine and it's kind of like it is now, I just I don't really see how you could possibly stop a spread with that many people. I mean, people aren't going to social distance at a concert. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, And, you know,
2: especially when they're shirtless.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're and getting a lot going of liquids the on you. and that the was frontage, that, showers. I, can't get, I can't get past
0: <laughs> that. Was Jake at Rich Brian's shirt off, and well, well, uh, it was, yeah. Also, it yeah. kind of brings things into like uh perspective. Like how last year, god, we're gross, we found two jewels on the ground and decided <laughs> to utilize them. Uh, and I can't imagine that in 2020, yeah, well, 2020, that wouldn't have happened. I uh, <laughs> run them schools My
2: My skin is crawling just hearing that yeah, It was I, so it, bad. It, it's, See, it's,
5: uh, it's, a, it's a way of it, life at the other. Uh, that's the that's, that's GA experience pretty much in a, in a nutshell, right there.
3: I picked up a uh, koozie from a hotel bathroom, and that's like my yeah. favorite.
2: Oh, koozie, he's going to so. bring that up again. No. Yeah. That was an ex girlfriend. <laughs>
4: Carly <laughs> got a ground score one year. She found like a really cool blue t shirt that I still wear to this day. No, that was a floozy.
2: Oh, gotcha. Floozy, not a cousie. Got it. What did you pick up, Daniel? Every
4: So one of the best experiences that I would recommend to somebody is, like, stick around on Monday. Because, first of all, you can rest up a little bit before you head home. But also, those are the best ways to get ground scores. Like, we've gotten the uh, little inflatable bag. <laughs> I done told y'all. In. I got yeah. a chill bag. Chill bow and- bag. And- chill bag. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's still a shirt that I wear to this day that she found on the ground. It was a cool shirt. Like, all kind of cool things. People leave. It's just going to go to the dump otherwise.
1: Charlotte, you've said, I, I know I've heard in a, a couple of the podcasts that you guys did that, and we haven't talked about this in a while because Bonnaroo hasn't happened, but with the whole changes out in GA and the, and the things, it, it almost is like you'd rather hang out with friends and group campering than maybe see a show. Um, I mean, that's essentially what they did a couple of months hmm. ago. Yeah. And I oh, just yeah. wonder stuff like that, you know, how that even it's hard to imagine what what Bonnaroo is going to look like, whether it's June or September or when it comes back. Um, just because of what we're just talking about, the large crowds, the bathrooms, the showers, the group camping. the
0: I feel like even if it's in three years, it'll look radically different.
5: Oh, yeah. for
2: sure. Un- for as sure.
0: unfortunate as that is, like. I visited a camp that I worked at, and they said that the measures that's, that are going to be in place next year are identical to this summer, Like, no matter what the status is of the world. like, And I would have to imagine it's the same for 100,000 people events. Wait,
2: wait, say that again. Say what you just said again. You, What camp are you talking about? You, you went to a camp?
0: There was a camp that I worked at in northern okay. Minnesota, and they uh-huh. said that no matter like what the status is next year, that the guidelines that they have to follow next summer are identical to this summer. If They, they know, weren't open, but other other ones were.
2: It, well, okay, so the reason I... I what strength, uh, strikes a chord with me when you say that is, you know, you're assuming that something's going to happen between, you know, now and summer. And, you know, I think that what I was saying earlier about the moment that everything hit and made me change my entire... F- You know, thought process of this is when Coachella didn't just cancel, but they canceled for next year, too. Um and then I was like, Oh my God. If they can be- and then right after that, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks, but then I, I kept saying to Barry, I kept saying the same antidote over and over and I said, This only becomes a thing when Disney closes. <laughs> because if Disney's gonna close, then you know that, you know, billionaires can't survive, right? Yeah, and and so I mean and- yeah, two sure. weeks later Disney closed, I'm like, Oh, we're screwed. And you know, Coachella not happening in the in the fall, um, and then you get you, you you basically, from everybody that I talk to, uh, feel as though nothing's gonna happen in the first two quarters of the year. that means June is out. I mean, I think that you're looking at September again next year before you know some of this stuff starts to come back. and even then, I don't know how comfortable I'm gonna feel. and i and I say that as as a total diva, and I understand that, and you guys probably live a much different um, you know, especially Bonnaroo life than I do, but Barry, you know me, I can't. I, no, I'm doing, I think that's I'm not high fiving people. Much less going to be.
1: I mean, I don't mean to put words in, in your mouth, Parker, but I don't think I don't think what you were referring to necessarily. I don't
2: think he cares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think what you were talking about so much was the timing of it, as so much as the measure, the the things that we're doing. Like, I know one of the local chick groups here. I think they teach dance to kids or something, but they were talking about getting doing away with water fountains taking them out, you know, closing them off, things like that, Uh, you know, measures like that, things that we're just used to uh, now are gone, you know, and those are the things I think what you're saying probably aren't coming back, you know, so that's what I mean. That's what, and, and I think we can tease it. I don't think we're giving anything away, but it's interesting to me. Bonnaroo is going to do something online here in the next week or two uh, they put a and,
4: graphic up today that was their like yeah. social media avatars. Is that like virtual reality? I think is yeah. what they're
1: calling. We're supposed yeah. to we're supposed to talk to talk to them here in the next couple of days and get that information. Um, but
2: hey, you know what? Uh, it's not like I have any uh, uh, special. I'm going to guess it's an online
1: concert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why I'm going to guess why I'm not. features
2: performances doing. from bands that should have been there this year. That's right, and that's okay. why I'm
1: not right. being. Breaking you know, news, I'm guys! Not trying to no, somebody I'm not trying tell to festival owl
2: and uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm not trying to sell it. Is that I'm just saying that's what they're going to do. But it's interesting that they haven't announced it yet, and they're they're still trying to figure it out. And I think Brad and I have talked about that multiple times. Nobody knows. Have you you guys, know that's what's so weird.
2: Have you guys watched any virtual shows? Have you? In, I know Barry's watched a ton. Uh, yeah. What about you guys? You've been watching any of it?
4: I feel like some artists and their labels are starting to finally figure out a good way of doing these things. Um, I didn't get to watch it uh, because we were busy with something else. But I saw that St. Paul was doing an online show a week or so ago. And they were doing some more interactive stuff. And uh, Old Crow is doing a show from the Ryman this Saturday where they're doing a lot more like that.
5: He's been doing a good job with the Heartland Hootenanny. I think it's so fun.
4: It's like like a modern Mm -hmm. version of Hee Haw. It's kind of silly and ridiculous, but it's so much fun.
2: Damn, stole, I think, my, stole my idea. And I, well, I think,
3: <laughs> I actually, I, Wait, I do. You think... You said Heartland Hootin' Annie. Yeah,
1: I do think Grand Ole Opry uh, Bonaroo has announced that they're going to be doing something yeah, uh, the, next yeah, week. I, to, I, yeah, Ricky perfect. Skaggs, oh. right?
2: Good because yeah. I haven't slept well lately.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no, don't don't hate on Ricky Skaggs. He's like the best mandolin player ever.
2: It was it was legitimately the biggest disappointment I think I might have ever had. Um, oh. Aside from the hands, <laughs> uh, the... I saw wow. you gave up. Wow. <laughs> no, it's empty. I'm about to go get my second one here in a second. But, um, no, the, uh, the Grand Ole Opry show was maybe one of the biggest disappointments I've ever had. Uh, Everybody's
4: disappointed with that. We, we were there like, too. Everybody. And I was ready to love it. I was raving about it in the weeks leading up to Bonnery. But by the time that Riders in the Sky are trying to get the crowd going by playing old Toy Story songs, I was just like, ah, this isn't working.
5: Yeah it's interesting you say that cuz I think me and Parker actually look pretty fondly on that. I mean I don't know about you Parker but at least a lot of our group wasn't into it but we were like I don't like kind of the novelty of it's kind of fun maybe it's cuz we're not used to those type of shows but at least at least we were kind of into it.
1: I thought the show was fine. I've said this before it was the the dead space between songs yeah. where they reset stuff Definitely, that I yeah. think did right. it. Out.
4: Now when Catch uh, and Old Crow came back out it became the hootenanny again. Like those guys know the Bonnaroo mm-hmm. crowd and then you how to get it fired up. And then it became like an old man mosh pit up in there. You know, <laughs> yeah, everybody I, I brings can't... out their
2: board to buck dance on. It was like that.
1: Mm-hmm. that was, uh... it, took,
2: it took an hour and a half to get there. An hour and a half to get. I just can't. It was was, slow. It was was, very, very slow. It was so slow. And you know, if I wanted to spend an hour looking at guys dressed like that, I'd just do drugs. (laughs) Those guys. I don't know what they were wearing. I don't know what that was. uh, But that just it didn't work for me. Now
4: I will say the year before that, uh, when Ed Helms was still around, when he was doing his kind of like uh, Americana bluegrass show, it was on fire. Oh yeah, that was the best show like that that I have seen in my seven or eight years of Bonnaroo. Uh, The year before that, it was a little off kilter because it was like the day of that Pulse nightclub shooting, and everybody was kind of not there. But the year following, he brought out everyone, and that was such a fun show.
2: Have any of you do done the um, uh, bathrobe party? (laughs) No. (laughs) I heard that's where you want to go, though. I'm dying to. I just, you know, the problem is, is that uh, a bunch of. Let me put it this way. The bathrobe doesn't have, you know, like a very secure locking mechanism. <laughs> and I'm not necessarily the fondest of, you know, seeing a lot of skin or showing a lot of skin. I thought you uh, liked the package. Uh, well, you, you don't want to pull a Chris Evans? From, Too from your mouth to God's ears, part. <laughs> uh, but. But me and Barry have talked about this, about uh, getting in the, 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 the bathrobe. But it's those kind of stuff that uh, those kinds of events that I just I'm I'm dying to know if if you know if they're any good. Uh, uh, so I'm much, sure they're going to be fine. Done, That's in right. Jake and Snakes, we, right? Yes, yeah, in Jake and Snakes. Yeah. yeah. We, Which, yeah. by the way, like, coming to New Orleans, you go to the original one. It's as big as this room. <laughs> hey, hey, Brad, well, come. Can we, can You're in the bus. Me? Come on over. <laughs>
0: Well, we went to... Here's the thing about Snake and Jake's. I can't imagine all the events are too different from each other. Uh, The difference is that everyone's in robes at one of them. And we we went to one uh, at like...
1: You mean like like, it's silent disco, but It was like an 80s night, wasn't it, Parker? uh, Well,
0: well, we went after uh, Brockhampton and the Super Jam. And it's such a small room. It was awful, and yeah. the music is
2: so loud and so
5: bad. Yeah, like... you literally have like <laughs> elbows worth of space to like move around, and everyone is just
2: well. Welcome there, to the actual in the zone. snake injects. Then you know, here's the <laughs> crazy. Thing. I don't, uh, I don't think. And Barry, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and I mean, if I did it, I must have been uh, somewhere else. But have I ever even been in that barn? Not that I know. Of, I don't no. think not I've that ever much even walked in. I have.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
4: it's not super worth it. It <laughs> is a good place to go at like. Three or four a.m. If you want to see some really weird shit, yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what? I can get that at camp, I can get that at camp and wear my yeah. sweatpants. There is general at three or
4: four a.m. That the weirdos, and I mean that in a loving way, uh, seem to congregate uh, in there and also in front of. I'm gonna, she's gonna get me because I'm gonna say it wrong Calliope. No, no you said, said it right. Right. No, right. right. You said it wrong. You said no, it exactly. It's Calliope. Right. Calliope. Calliope. Yeah. I'm you not said doing it exactly
2: this exactly right. It's Calliope, and they moved the goddamn hill. Okay. It's <laughs> Calliope.
4: No, that not happening. All
2: right. It's Calliope. I live a mile and a half from Calliope Street. It is Calliope. But I remember
4: back in the day. Uh, well, not back in the day, but three or four years ago, <laughs> you would go over there like three, four a.m. or whatever, and that is. Where like the Burning Man type of weirdos would come out at Bonnaroo.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where we were last year. It was uh, it was great. It's it's we had a good time. At Three in the morning. Time.
2: Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> you ever, any of uh ever been shirtless? Oh, they go
1: shirtless. Any of you? Barry. What is your obsession? Like what is your obsession with this?
4: <laughs> he was trying to get me to do it months ago for some reason. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of can't. freeing
5: to be honest at Bonnaroo.
4: Jake did it at Rich Brian.
5: Well, I've got a couple days shirtless. The, uh,
2: <laughs> the 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 show that you wanted to see more than anything this year.
4: You already know my answer. Time. 1975. Am, uh, yeah, it would be... Well, E.O.B. What's
5: that? Ed O'Brien. Uh, it would be 1975 or Vampire Weekend for me.
2: Man, okay. Uh, very Charlotte. interesting that the uh, the ch- yeah, what's Charlotte?
3: Run the jewels. Oh, Run. yeah, nice. nice.
2: Very interesting. The kid said 1975. <laughs> you guys are so emo. <laughs> 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 uh, It's very strange. So, you're gonna have to. So, as a guy that plays 1975 on a regular basis, I've met them several times, I've got their signed vinyl. I can't pick one of them out of a lineup you free to send them our way if you want to get I, them. I don't yeah, yeah, we'll understand take them off hands. what this... So, Barry, the interesting thing about this is, is that, you know, radio in general is having a very hard time differentiating and finding a place for bands that are doing really, really well online and not so well on, on radio, right? They're not really selling units but are streaming like crazy. And 1975 is one of these bands. They just... Their numbers are through the roof, but you can't find a hit none of them will find anywhere on on the air. And and I don't know how to curb that. I can't figure out who these people are that are listening to 1975 and what they like about
4: this. The thing I like about that band is, like, I hear different songs from them that almost sound like they're from entirely different genres.
2: Yes, completely all over the place. And that's why I I fear them, because it almost comes across as Judah and the Lion, in that you want to be everything to everybody, but you're nothing to anyone.
5: I mean, I, I get that. I think... I think their execution personally is a little bit better than that. I mean, me and Parker have had this conversation before that I think they're one of the fewer mainstream. I mean, you know, they're, they're pop. They're not really rock anymore, but I pop know. bands that are actually taking chances with their records. If you were to listen to all of them in a row, I mean, they do have a progression of sound somewhat and each album does sound pretty unique. And it production is fantastic. And I mean, even on their newest album, they have a lot of, uh, Electronic and dance influences, and yeah, I don't know. It's
2: <laughs> what do you guys actually do uh, for a living? And I don't even know this, Daniel. Schar. Oh, yeah, Daniel works for like um, the Moon. <laughs> the Moon. Uh, what do you? <laughs> kind of,
4: uh, the Moon no, works for work, him, but I don't do the the fancy stuff. I work in communications. and the I don't department. give a
2: shit if you mop the floors. I work at NASA. <laughs> that's all, i would stop yeah, there. That's,
1: a, that's that's a good one.
2: I love that. I don't do the fancy stuff. I work
4: at NASA. <laughs> I get to hang out with people that do the fancy stuff, so that's pretty cool.
2: All right, Charlotte. I don't know what you do. What do you do, really?
5: Nothing now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you got a man that works at NASA. Mm. Uh, no,
5: I mean I did something, but you know, twenty twenty.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, COVID.
5: You know, no. I worked at a museum. I worked in tourism. She worked at yeah. the NASA museum. Yeah, I worked at the NASA museum, but there's no more museums. Oh,
3: tourism, twenty twenty. <laughs>
2: Man, we—I know—I know actually several people that work in museums, and it, literally all of them got uh, got crushed. Yep. Uh, it's amazing that you know my industry is starting to feel it too. I mean, radio people are getting cut and cut mm-hmm. and cut. It's amazing uh, when you look around the room. Barry Quarter still employed. Um, it's it nuts, amazing. you know, of all the technologies. Papers, yeah. how's the paper doing, Barry?
1: Very well. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, we're doing. You know well.
2: why? Uh, it's comfort
1: food. Information.
2: People are Information. going to
1: comfort food. I yeah. bet
2: you if I go around the room right now, you guys are not listening to new music.
1: No, oh, that's what we were talking about. Was, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. you were talking about radio. Well, you're listening radio. To Entertainment Paula. Daniel. Don't go too crazy. Uh, well, <laughs> Slow
4: Rush has been on repeat since Valentine's Day. but yeah. uh, Well, I guess it isn't new music, but uh, my, one of my other favorite albums this year uh, was from The Strokes. And Glass Animals. I would make uh, those two round out my top three so far. Oh, and the new uh, My Morning Jacket, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, you guys, uh, Ruhams, they uh, they shook their head no. You're not listening to anything new, huh?
4: Well,
2: no, I mean, I
0: would... my consumption of new stuff is based around events like this. Like, that's how I discover new stuff. And so now that all of these Bonnaroo and the local stuff
5: is off the board, I guess that, like, that way of consuming things is out of my life. Yeah, same with me. It's, it's a mix. I mean, I still listen to new music, but it's definitely not as much as it was. Right? And
2: you, you, just, you just made me think about something that's really interesting, Barry. I don't think we've ever touched on this, but especially even offline in conversations. But um, I'm because of COVID and the lack of needing to be engaged in this, even as somebody who does this for a living, I don't even know when something new comes out uh i'm trying to think if there's a there's an artist that came out if frank ocean released a song right now i don't think i would even notice
1: well i mean for me if it didn't come to the paper uh or if i didn't hear about it from you i wouldn't know <laughs> you know no i get exactly i got what this new artist to
2: tell you about her names uh 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 yeah uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean
1: and they're not releasing a lot. There's very few being released. So no, I was thinking about that the other day myself. Uh just the, the those avenues of how I used to get information is just not there. It's
2: like I'm not even paying attention.
3: Well, the last records I got from Rust and Wax, our record shop that we buy from, uh, uh Radiohead and King Crimson. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mine was Solomon Burke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From his, solo, his no. first solo album yeah. in 1957. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, catching up on it. So. Yeah,
2: I'm catching up on the old stuff. You know, I tell you guys,
4: like, one advantage that 2020 has brought is I've been able to discover more local artists. You know, usually in the first half of 2020, I would be learning the new artists that are on the root poster that I didn't know that I wanted to check out in June. But this year, since there's not really any live shows, I've been hearing a lot more from, like, Huntsville artists or from Nashville artists that I didn't know. Um, You know, like, some of the artists that have been coming to play, like our little secret in near Winchester. uh, DJ Polly, this guy out of Nashville, I think, best EDM artist I've heard in a long time. And he was there playing on the back of a trailer, you know, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
4: just in front of our bus. Um, We had a band... uh, Taco, you played them on the podcast a little bit. Seeds out of Ponceville? Seeds, yeah. yeah. Seeds with, question with a
3: question mark.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Like they're heavily influenced by you know party bands like Cherub or whatever, and it's not like anything else that you're hearing out there. And it's kind of weird. They're almost like a jam band where you have to like see a live show to like know like oh th- this is what these guys are about.
1: Yeah, I I, I really think that's how we're going to emerge out of this is local small small shows small venues local bands that aren't having to travel very far uh promoters that are willing to do it and and i think what we'll see is some of the even bigger name ones that we would normally have to see in a big building you know a big venue pay a lot for are going to be so glad to be out that we're going to see them in smaller places i, I uh, that's what I'm hearing how that, how it's going to work. We're, we're not going to just all of a sudden land back in the 40, 50, 60,000, you know, people, uh, events. It's going to be this small. Well, ones. I would say that the reason why you're not going to see that is because they're not going to be doing them. Well, that's right, but they're going to have to start somehow. And so it's going to be these small things like you're talking about.
3: Well, I think seeds was thrilled to be able to play for 10 that's people, right. 20 people, 50 people, you know,
4: Well, that was the first time they had played live since uh, January, and they were just dying to get out there. Exactly. We paid them in margaritas and pizza, and they were more than happy to be there.
2: (laughs) Paid in margaritas and pizza. (laughs) I think that was a Jimmy Buffett song, wasn't it, at some point? (laughs) um... Yeah, I like it. Uh, so when, um, what have you guys actually done? Have you done any sort of shows? Have you done a drive-in show? Have you done, uh, other than the the live cast thing? Anybody, anybody done that?
4: We went to a little miniature drive-in EDM festival mm-hmm. about a month or so ago, and I was really impressed. It was yeah, sm- nothing, nothing
2: about that math. That math does not add up. <laughs> well, <laughs> not it was
4: similar up. to what you had described at that thing that you went to near New Orleans. Uh, They obviously took a lot of precaution and a lot of thought into it, and we stayed around the bus, climbed on top of it, and was able to see the stage from there, and everyone was super respectful. You drove the bus then?
2: Yeah,
4: heck yeah. I mean, it was in Huntsville. It was only like a 20-minute drive from my house.
2: Wow, they gave you a spot for the bus.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, having some kind of uh, visual spectacle helps with that sort of thing, I
2: guess. Uh, Nothing at the bottom in uh, Iowa and Minnesota? Nothing?
5: I mean, we haven't really had any drive-in shows, uh, at least that I have been aware of. I've watched, I mean, back in May, like I watched a virtual uh, EDM festival out in California. And I mean, I, I was pretty impressed at how it happened. And I've watched a couple of random one-off online shows. But overall, I don't think the experience is quite the same, unless it's kind of in person, uh, like they're talking about with the drive-in. Yeah. So haven't really seeked them out.
2: The only thing that matters when it happens is that it's happening. Right, and you're just there doing it. And uh, something I've I've given Barry a lot of shit for in the last few years is that uh, he'll say when we're talking about Bonnaroo, he'll say something like, "Well,
1: you're there." What else <laughs> are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> um,
2: the uh, the driving shows, as much as, as corny as they are and how silly they are, but God, by God, you're doing something. And I'm <laughs> like shocked. I.
4: At how well the one we went to was it was almost like the real thing i mean everyone was staying in their space and doing their thing in their little corner but it was like going to a real live show yeah yeah if i had him
5: up by me i'd totally love to go i mean it sounds fun
2: when you guys you guys drive you separately drive to bonnaroo ruham uh guys
5: um well when we went to you pick uh, him
2: up on the way (laughs)
5: uh this year it would have been a little bit different but go ahead parker
0: well yeah well he was the last two years he's been in iowa uh
5: so we just meet up yeah and we but you have to
0: drive through des moines that way anyway
5: so we take we took what three separate cars uh and then basically everybody meets at parker's house because we're all within iowa meet there take three separate cars down this year would have been a little bit different because we were planning on doing group so we had people from a couple different states, so we would have to have, like, pickup points along the way.
2: That is that is an ultimate diva Brad move, is take three cars. You drive one, you ditch it, you get another one, and then you drive it, you ditch it, and then you get the rest of the way and want another one. Sounds like well, you're pulling a, a heist. Yeah, three yeah. three different cars. What's the drive like? How far is that drive? It's about it's 12 here. hours. Yeah. Hey, guys, do you see how we're losing Barry.
1: You see her dad. Well, I'm hearing a little bit of the start, echo again. Start.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm shaking my head about the twelve hours and I'm hearing this echo. Well,
0: that's why it's it's interesting when you guys are like, you know, it's just a couple hours because twelve hour drive is part of the experience for us. Yeah.
5: For us, okay. that's like the fun part is like half the experience is us having like like we cherish Waffle House, which is probably funny to you guys. Like we yeah. think that's
1: really sweet. Not we
2: Sam's. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
5: We we cherish Waffle
1: House. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Waffle, the Waffle House. Waffle House is like the
5: creme de la creme of restaurants for us. But
1: we always I will like say you guys, we, is <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's, it's top superb.
5: Top yeah, <laughs> but you know, like we have uh, there's a city called Metropolis, and it's it's at what the point of Illinois. That's Oh, yeah. there. That
1: it's got cool. a yeah, Literally. it's got
5: a giant Superman, and so we always go there. And there's like little things along the way that are just like. It's part of it, and so at least for us, I think if we cut that drive down to forty-five minutes to an hour, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice, but it would cut out a little bit of the fun.
1: That's fair.
2: What is fun about twelve hours in the car?
5: You're just you're with your homies and you're chilling. I don't know. I mean, my man, I, don't know, I, I don't am know what to say.
2: forty years old. Do you think? <laughs> With my homies sounds fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> you hey Brad, you want to take
3: a 12 hour we're... car ride with me?
2: <laughs> I mean, for homies, I get, get what you of... guys are saying, though. I'm
4: doing that kind of thing, not to yeah. talk, but like going with some buddies to Chicago. It's, and it's, it's, I, would, it's, I thought I would have hated it, but I loved it. It's, it's kind really kind of similar dude. to
0: just sitting around camp for 12 hours. Like yeah. things just happen mm-hmm. when you're I tired do. and bored, things just happen. I get
3: it. You know but what I'm talking about, <laughs> It's not I, I, I know about things that just <laughs> happen.
2: <laughs> Barry and I took one road trip together. <laughs> one. And it was to Louisville, and that's been about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It
1: was nice. It was good. And, and then nice. I was ready five and a half hours.
2: <laughs> I love Louisville. it's, <laughs> I it's like not Louisville. i just don't nothing about that seems uh, i've got a i got a hard cap on uh being in the car man and you know what's in knoxville together
1: yeah we all.
3: it was like two hours
1: no it's, it's weird uh, Jake, <laughs> I, I get exactly what you're saying it it's just so different for us because it's a stress thing we're all i mean the other guy that rides or goes with us is even more stressed about getting there than i am about Brian Stone, he's all <laughs> panicked that things are not going to happen. You know, credentials aren't going to be there. What a car's going to break down, whatever. So for us, it's just.
2: And he's, if, well, we're 45 minutes away. Yeah, that's my point. Down. It's
1: 45 minutes of uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, 12 hours. Um, it's I a lot get of it. what,
5: it's a lot of what, you know, I mean, like, that's just kind of what we're used to. I mean, it's the same way with like GA, like, I mean, we and Parker have had this conversation. Like, I don't think we'd really ever want to do vip just because for us like again part of the fun is yeah, GA, I at camp. i, it. I agree and so it, it's all like one package together that that makes it for us it's not like <laughs> one specific thing
2: how many is in your group there daniel charla how many people you got up there
4: oh man it varies every year um i think the biggest group we had was the last bonnaroo it was us two brooklyn and chelsea our buddies aaron and brandon and then a shoe who came all the way from south korea just to come to bonnaroo
2: Holy shit! That's a drive. Yeah, so don't
4: <laughs> no complain about the twelve-hour drive at all. We're uh, literally, literally from the other side of the world. Uh, worth
5: yeah, it I'm not them.
2: traveling to anything that far. Uh, I'm never gonna do that.
4: She I it, at the time of her life. Like she had been to the U.S. and went to some smaller things like that, but she hadn't experienced anything on the scale of Bonnaroo. And when we met her over in uh, Thailand at the backpacker place that we stayed at, you know, she was a little timid, kind of quiet or whatever. So I thought, like, oh, you know. Maybe this is going to be too big for. Her. She was partying harder than anyone I've ever seen at Bonnaroo. It was fun.
2: Hmm. Don't think you've seen Barry Quarter really <laughs> throw it out. I let seen loose. I, mean, I let loose. When he lets loose, he gets to nine fifteen, uh, yeah, nine thirty. It gets, it gets. <laughs> really I
1: mean, I think impressive. that's part of it, though, isn't it? You you spend that twelve hours when you get there, you're ready to let it go. So yeah, I get it. I I truly do.
2: Uh, do we know uh, so South Korea is a tough one uh, to beat? But uh, do we know anybody in our direct circle, Taco uh, Barry, that come more than an hour? <laughs> do We know no. anybody? That comes <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
2: We don't know one person that, that comes for, for. No, they're all. I'm open. gonna be the. I'm gonna be the one. I'm the one that's gonna you're be gonna the longest. The yeah,
1: you're you're now the one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So huh. when you guys, Parker, uh, Jake, when you guys decided, uh, Daniel and Charlie are different because they're in Alabama, but I don't, uh, me and Barry talk about this a lot, and we ask this question a lot, but it's so fascinating. Why did you choose Bonnaroo when you first had the choice and you're in the middle of the country, you're in flyover uh, America, why did you choose this direction and not anywhere else?
0: Well, what's ironic about that is that... Um... It, I, I did not choose it from a list or a whatever. And it was actually another, a separate group of friends that decided they were going, and then I hopped on. And then I was the only one in that group that became enthralled with it.
2: And then, and what, um, it, what, what do you mean became enthralled? Why you were there, or why as you? What, when
0: it? I w- when I was there, and also I was the only one that was like looking things up on Reddit, going to InfoRoo. Everyone else was like, I don't know, we're just gonna go see. Uh, Dead Mouse is 2015. You know, we're just going there for a concert. But I was interested in the,
5: in like the bigger
0: picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's I like think the me, the menial shit that we talked about. You
5: know, yeah. what's interesting about Bonner, I think, is the word of mouth marketing. Um, because I think if you hear about Coachella, for example, I think a lot of people tell you that there's some cool music there, but it's a lot of, you know, not so interested people, and it's it's just not a great atmosphere. Whereas Bonneru, like what got me to go to Bonneru with Parker is him telling me just how cool it was and, and how it's really unlike anything you've probably
2: ever been to. Yeah, and but it's sort of its own. How many people did you tell that to and it break their heart? Because <laughs> I feel like me and Barry have told other people about how great Bonneru is and they'll show up and I'm like, this shit sucks.
5: I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, if, I mean, you're... it depends. Like, it's some people that's like not their thing. And I, and I think for other people, at least for me, it's something where they didn't know that was their thing. Like I I'm not a camper right. by any means or a hiker or you know anything like that. But like once I was there, I was like, this feels amazing. And I want to keep going back and back.
0: It's all about hanging out with the homies. Right? <laughs> <I> mean,
1: <laughs> what were you gonna say, Daniel?
4: Oh, we were just kind of talking amongst ourselves. Like I I won't name names, but like we've had a different crowd come with us every year. And out of the a lot of people that come hang around with us in the bus, like we've only had like one guy that was just like he didn't hate it, but he was just like, eh, "I had fun. I don't think I, I'm coming back." It wasn't entirely for me.
1: I was just so, going to ask Brad who who have we talked to going that then didn't like it. I can't. Uh, you don't. Anybody.
2: You don't know these people. Uh, and and by the way, it, it's it's the people that uh, and the reason I say that it's the people that I think will do really well there that usually don't. It's the people that I never would anticipate in a million years liking it. Absolutely fall in love with it.
1: My only thing. You, you didn't think I would like it.
2: Or- My, uh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) My thing
1: on all this is you can't, you can't explain it to people. You know, there people have in their mind, they think it's just a big mud pit, Mm -hmm. you know, a hot, sweaty mud pit. And Mm -hmm. they don't understand that we glamp basically, or you make a camp as comfortable as you want. And the, there's so many cool things that you, you just can't, I mean, every year we sit around and we're like, yeah, you just can't mm-hmm. explain to people, you know, we're having Bloody Marys on Sunday morning. Uh, you Sunday know. morning? Well, every morning. <laughs> every <day. laughs> I'm just saying that's uh, the, that's the, <laughs> seems to be the most yeah, relaxed I
2: think. One. Yeah. I will say the one thing that gets everybody when
1: we start talking about this,
2: the one thing that gets them every time is when I say the words Bloody Mary bar. Yeah. Temp. We have our entire, have entire have temp, our own so. bloody Mary bar.
1: You know, it's uh, not, it's not, um, it's quite comfortable. We have it a is. good time.
2: And I think about, and, and Daniel, to your point much earlier, it's a lot like the way, and I really, really loved what Redaroo did with that campsite and, and the way that they sort of just owned that space and said, um, we're going to make this as, as baller and comfortable as possible. That's exactly the point to mm-hmm. me. Uh, and anybody that walks in, I've never really understood the people that walk in and the, the hams might be this way, but, uh, they walk in and just plop down a tent and then they're satisfied. That's cool. I mean, mm-hmm. I can see how they do that, but I don't know how they exist like that. I want camp to be the goofiest, funnest, most comfortable comes uh, with experience thing that you can possibly create. Maybe. Um, but I can't imagine going there and just plopping a tent down and saying, I'll be good here what that's, i did the first yeah, year that's, two
1: years that, it was yeah, awful
5: that's what parker and i did the first year too like yeah. we had a camp we had a cooler two chairs and a canopy and then and we loved it but then next year we were like okay like we
1: we you had go. a canopy i had an umbrella that we <laughs> followed hey, you got with us the beat the there <laughs> <laughs> hey guys i just got some
4: breaking news uh barry just tweeted like a minute ago Ooh. that the virtual reality is definitely next weekend they just put out a cool little promo video
2: Nice. Now, how do you know it's a cool promo video when you're not even watching it? I'm literally watching it
4: on my iPad right next to my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Next looks weekend, like a, yeah. It's like a black screen to me. Our uh, friend, friend here's what in the video. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, the thing that would be interesting, and this is what, you know, I think that... Coachella, it wasn't Coachella, it was um, uh, Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza did a good, nice job of like curating a playlist and all this stuff, but it would be a, really more interesting if they got some of the artists to actually play. Uh, this is all cute and all, that they can curate a uh, live thing, but isn't there somebody already doing that? Isn't there that guy that, that puts together the live feed? Uh, there's like a li- guy that puts yeah. together live performances every weekend, and you can like at-home rue for a few hours a weekend. Yeah, that's all. Yeah,
4: Bonnaroo 365 has been yeah, doing an amazing job at that. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, honestly, he has spoiled this whole thing because, like, I feel like that's People right. who I've been watching that are going to have high expectations for whatever Bonnaroo is actually right. doing. So yeah. that's,
3: it's that's, uh, uh Homaru on Twitch. If we're if we're dropping the yeah, that's, that's exactly good. what
2: I'm talking about. Yeah. If if somebody can do that from their house, uh, I don't I don't know if it really you know moves the needle if it's a brand doing it. That's yeah. just me. Uh, so and Baru, a couple months so I, ago, I want, some, I want some play. live performances, man. I want some live stuff. Uh, put something and some new content out. Uh, it was a couple months ago. They had someone play a live set. They premiered
4: a new song. I can't remember who it was. It was back uh, was in. Was it 80? Big Wild?
2: Rich Brian. No. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> it was a Big Wild? I wish. <laughs> 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 All right. There you go. Uh, time to wrap up. Uh, everybody got a little bit of hams left. We can uh, do a big cheers and hams. I By the way, thanks.
1: thanks. Thank you guys for sending. Thanks cool for the idea. hams.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah it's no problem. I will Very say. Cool I idea. mean, it's 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 something that you can drink and not uh, think about whatsoever. Uh. You know, I
5: think that's the that's the most positive review we're gonna get from. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I, I drank it. I feel great. I think it's the fact that Brad actually
4: sipped it is the is the big compliment. <laughs> yeah. It was even cracked.
1: Nothing sits in the sun better.
4: Yeah, I love that. It's a good dinner beer. I, I had dinner before we <laughs> oh, started yeah. recording. I'm joking.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I often thought through this. You know, if I was baking a pasta or, uh, you know, a nice etouffee, you know what I'd love right yeah.
1: now? A hams. Yeah, if all the ice melted in my trunk.
2: It would taste I, like hams. And I couldn't keep the beer cold. <laughs>
1: No, it's great, and and I really appreciate you guys doing it. It's cool.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I really do. I really like. I yeah, thanks so much. And I really can't get over the amount of love that somebody has for a brand. It really is. uh, It's awkward for sure, (laughs) but it's interesting because like you've really got to be tied to a brand. And Taco is is Taco because he. I mean, but it's PBR, right? It's a known entity. To be this obsessed with. A a product that you know maybe a percentage of the population has in, you know you might as well just talk about meth you know you're like <laughs> that's, the the, uh, that's the side podcast. Podcast. Oh, I think oh, you're underestimating <laughs>
3: how are are you it? gonna mail some meth is that next <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no this
0: spoilers. show would be really weird if that was the case no spoilers no spoilers <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right very cool all right. Very quick. Thank you, guys. Love
2: you. Cheers. Lortaco, Parker, Jake, Daniel, Charlotte. Thank you so much Sorry for joining guys. us, guys. Yeah,
3: thank, thank you. Everyone. All right. Yeah. Uh,
2: until uh, next time, we'll be all crowd into Taco's
1: bus. <laughs> yeah, I need to clean up a little bit. It'll yeah, be back. next weekend. Yep. Yeah. All right. See you guys.
0: Hey, 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 hey. I y'all it. Journey through the stories that define the artist playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you
2: see? The what? Which bands this year that matter? Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Quarter.